When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into Letterman Row. It is a big show because it is Saturday morning of Conference Championship Weekend. And with the alarm that went off on Saturday morning, there is renewed hope in the college football playoff for the folks in Columbus, Ohio. Utah takes down USC, really dominates USC uh, 47-24 in the Pac-12 championship game. Number four, USC is all, in all likelihood with their second loss out. And number five, Ohio State, sitting idly by, waiting for its opportunity, just hoping for a chance, Tim. Now just might get that chance to be the number four seed in the college football playoff, maybe even the number three seed if, uh, you know, things go a little haywire uh, on Saturday afternoon in conference championship weekend. Just first thoughts, Tim, after watching Utah dominate USC and then seeing the reaction from the folks inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center get pretty excited on social media to see that result. I think they ought to be excited because uh, I think Ohio State's in. I don't know Ohio State could not. I don't know Ohio State could not be in at this point. Uh, that's a double negative, but you know where I'm going there. Uh, bottom line is they were the fifth team looking in. USC made this great run with Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams gets a hitch in his get along, as uh, Hayden, the late great Hayden Fry, used to say. And their offense fell off a cliff. Their defense was never on the cliff. Their defense was always clinging to these roots sticking out of the cliff and it fell finally fell off. Cause we saw what this was almost like the first time they, these two teams played Utah and USC, you know, Utah took some uh, punches early and then came back and beat USC. Well, this time they beat them down, knocked them out. And uh, Ohio state was sitting idly by. Sometimes it's a good thing to sit idly by like in 2007, when all chaos chaos broke out uh, the last two weeks, of the regular season and uh, Ohio state ended up in the BCS title game. Uh, so the interesting thing here, I don't know how there could be a, an argument made for any other team to be at least at number four team in the rankings when they, when the final ones come out at noon on Sunday. Andy. Yeah. I mean, when Alabama came in at number six and you know, you have Ohio State at number five. I don't see how you can justify putting Alabama above Ohio State in the next set of rankings, given that both of them aren't playing today. So, I mean, when you look at it, you have to look at the, the best wins for the teams. You have Ohio State's best wins are against number eight, Penn State, and that was on the road. And then you have another win against number 21, Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. And then for Alabama's best wins, you've got, what, a number 24, Mississippi State, and a number 20, Texas, and both of those just have eight wins. So when you compare the best wins, clearly Ohio State is above Alabama. Also, there's never been a two-loss team in the college football playoff. I don't know if they want to break that streak now for an Alabama. I know Alabama's always in the conversation because it's the SEC, and I know Greg Sankey's going to want to you know, promote his teams in a way, but sure. I just don't see how you can justify it. I think it would just cause way more chaos at this point than it would do any good. And given what the rankings are supposed to be for, it would make absolutely no sense 
on the behalf of Boo Corrigan or anyone on that committee if they were to slot in Alabama above Ohio State this week. Andy, I might hit the exact same note there for USC. Uh, I know that they risked it on Championship Sunday or Championship Saturday, I guess Friday night, but they validated what we thought about. Everything that we thought about USC was validated on Friday night. It lost a second game to Utah. It can't beat Utah. Uh, and Utah is not a championship contender in any sense, but USC could not beat Utah for the second straight time. If you can't beat a team, you know, in either chance, you don't deserve to be there. Uh, USC has two losses now. They've never put a two loss team in a college football playoff. I don't care if one of those losses came, uh, you know, in the, in the, the Pac-12 championship game, two losses is two losses. And you can't justify that, especially again, to the same team. And so, you cannot put Alabama in this tournament. They've looked awful this year, in the, not just in their two losses, but they, they nearly lost to Ole Miss, except Lane Kiffin forgot to run the ball. They nearly lost to Texas A&M, except Jimbo Fisher forgot to call any sort of decent play on the final play of the game. They nearly lost to Texas, except Texas's defense might be worse than USC's. So, you know, we, we've got five games there that Alabama could have lost. Like, this team does not deserve to be in. And then USC, I mean – Good Lord, tackle somebody. I know that that's coming seven days after watching what Ohio State did, but, you know, have some respect for yourself on defense, USC. Geesh. And so, you know, it's weird, though, because 10 minutes into that game, maybe even 15 minutes into that game, maybe 25, Tim, uh, yep. I was about to turn it off because, you know, USC was 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 calling its shots, getting its number, doing whatever it needed to uh, and, and really wanted to. And uh, – I thought it was curtains and I was ready to make my, my flight to Fort Lauderdale and go cover an orange bowl, Tim. I wasn't because I kept remembering how that game went the first time. Uh, number one, I'm not being, you know, a smart aleck here. Yeah, I guess I am a little bit. I always am. But uh, I keep reminding people, man, football games are 60 minutes. And a game, a team like Utah, if it ever gets a foothold, is going to wear on you. They finally got a foothold. Caleb Williams then gets banged up. He's not – he's half the, the quarterback he used to be, but he still sum, summoned it <coughs> in the fourth quarter to get their last touchdown, which I thought was remarkable. But uh, they were they were, he, they were were half the offense they had been. And then number two, defensively, they were exactly the defense they'd always been. And finally, Utah and uh, Cam Rising, Cam Bad Moon Rising, as far as uh, uh, USC fans are concerned, uh, they got their toehold and just just went after it, and it was remarkable. So you know, people are so impatient anymore to want to know the outcome of something ten minutes into something. And uh, and uh, I had all these people bailing on Twitter because I told you know anyway, it is what it is. We know how college football fans are. You know, let's get right, real quick back to the Alabama conundrum though. The Alabama conundrum only comes into play, in my opinion, the playoff committee. And you know this, Andy, they spoke last week. Uh, we believe that Ohio State is a better team, is a better team, better better suited to be in the college football playoff at this moment than Alabama is. Neither one of those teams are playing this weekend. The only conundrum for the committee is going to be if, like, TCU gets upset or beat by Kansas State. Now, do you put Alabama in the Final Four along with if Georgia does, in fact, take care of business against LSU and Michigan takes care of, of uh, the uh, spoiler makers, uh, which, by the way, is not a given. But if those two uh, 
chalk. And then uh, you've got uh, Alabama and Ohio State sitting there, which is three and which is four. It probably it will probably be Ohio State three and Alabama four if, in fact, TCU is not in the final four. That's going to be the conundrum the committee faces is if Kansas State upsets uh, uh, TCU, do they put Alabama in? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think that is going to be the conversation. I, I still don't think Alabama deserves to be in, given that I agree with that. Yeah. TCU has already beaten Kansas State, so unless we're talking about some like sixty-two to seven beatdown, where it really raises eyebrows and question marks about is this TCU team going to put up a fight in a four-team yeah. field? I just I don't see why that should be the conversation. I agree it will be the conversation though, because that's how this committee works and that's how this playoff works, but. Yeah, I mean, I think the resume itself for TCU just is better than what Alabama has, which is weird to say. You know, at the beginning of the season, I don't think anyone would have ever thought that. But that's where we are right now. And, and um, you know, actually, to go back to this, like, I'm, I'm kind of happy that USC lost last night just because, for one thing, you know, it doesn't give the immediate reward to a program that just used and maybe abused the transfer portal. I mean, the transfer portal is going crazy right now. And, and call me old guy. You know, old guy yelling at, yelling at the cloud or something but i think there's something to be said about a team maybe needing more time to gel together because that just but that's free agency and that's what it is and they, they applied so many guys together from the portal and you know a good team offensively but 24 missed tackles i mean 24 missed tackles on defense is insane and uh, they had a chance you know to, to go up in that game 24 to 3 it was fourth and eight Yep. On Utah 37, they didn't get it there. If they get that, you have to imagine they go up 24 to 3. And even with a, a Caleb Williams injury maybe happening, I just don't know if Utah comes back from that. But I don't know. I think it's good for the sport that that didn't work out for USC because I think we're already seeing more and more teams follow that blueprint. Yeah, it's funny how they got all those really good offensive guys, but uh, Bryson Shaw might have been the gem of the guys they picked up defensively. And remember, uh, we remember him playing for Iowa State. The last time we saw him play for Iowa State was against Utah in the Rose Bowl. But uh, <laughs> excuse me, it's it's interesting how you know offense. You got to play a little bit of defense, ladies and gentlemen, to win a championship. I don't believe defenses win championships. I believe they put you in position to win a championship. And clearly, uh, the transfer portal could use a little greasing on the defensive side for uh, USC going into this coming year, right? Isn't that right, Spencer? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Who with cares that. about USC, though, right? But enough about USC, enough about Alabama. Ohio State is likely going to the college football playoff. Uh, we're going to have full coverage of that at lettermanrow.com. I'm not ending the show right now, I promise. Uh, it's going to be Ohio State, Georgia, barring some cataclysmic upset. Um, Georgia plays an LSU team that got hot at the right time, beat Alabama on, at home by one. Probably isn't the maybe is, isn't even the best team in the SEC West, although that division is kind of a train wreck right now. Um, not sure who really deserves to be there. I don't see LSU beating Georgia. I don't see Purdue beating Michigan. I understand that that they're they're 3-0 and against top three teams in the last few years. I don't think that matters. Um, I don't think TCU is getting left out. So, you know, all of that is to say, I believe Ohio State will be in the Peach Bowl in Atlanta, Against Georgia, um, you have to if you want. Wait, to wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where do you think Ohio State's going to end up? Well, Tim, they're going to have to play Georgia there as the number four seed. And the yeah, where, what was the name of the what was the name of the game again? 
the, the Peach Bowl, but it's not their choice. You can't take credit for this, Tim. Their choice. Yeah, was, I can. Was I said they're going to end up in the Peach Bowl like eight, nine, ten weeks ago. Their choice was the Fiesta Bowl, though, clearly. And okay. so they're. I'm taking credit for it, but go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just want to make sure you said that clearly. Go ahead now. They're going to the Peach Bowl by force to play against Georgia um, when they would much rather be playing as in the 2 3 game against TCU. Uh, now they have to go, instead of seeing Georgia potentially in a national championship game. The Buckeyes are going to have to beat Georgia immediately, right off the bat on New Year's Eve in in uh, the Benz. So, big whoopee! If that matchup holds, you know, early, just very early thoughts because I don't want to get too much into that because Sunday we're going to have full coverage in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. But as you see it right now, early thoughts on Ohio State in the College Football Playoff. <laughs> just want to go to speak. I have to call. It's one of those kind of things. God is afflicting me. Uh, people who watch my Urban's take with Tim May, I like to say it like that. Uh, no, notice, you know, Urban, as Urban pointed out uh, this week, Ohio State was already breaking down video on Georgia. They were doing their due diligence. If they got in, good chance that's who they play, barring any more upsets uh, this weekend. So I think that's a good matchup for Ohio State. You know, we've talked about this before. I think that is a deep, an offense that Ohio State can get after with its defense. I think this defense is much better built to go after a, an offense like that than it is uh, uh, Michigan's. Uh, we, we'll get into that some other time. But the bottom line is, uh, and then it will be a, a safe cracker kind of deal for Ohio State offensively going against that defense, which reloaded, and you got to <laughs> – you have to be impressed with the way this team reloaded and got after people, despite all those, what, seven guys that they, they got drafted from that defense. Bottom line is, I think, I'm not sure Georgia is as good as it was last year, but it's pretty damn close. Andy? I'm really curious to see what happens to the legacy of some of these guys that were probably going to opt out and go to the NFL. I mean, C.J. Stroud's at the top of that list. After the Michigan game, it was, this is a guy that put up the numbers, yeah, and, you know, he won all the awards. Yeah, but he didn't beat Michigan. He didn't, you know, go to the college football playoff and win a national championship for this program. Now you're talking about a chance to play Georgia, the defending national championship, uh, cha the defending national champion in a semifinal game for a potential chance to play Michigan in the national championship. I mean, talk about a legacy turnaround. You can go from a guy that couldn't do it and get over that hill to a guy that can do it all. And I think that's a really cool opportunity for a player like that that has otherwise done all you could ask for at a school like this. So now the question is, will he rise to the occasion? Does he get that exact opportunity? Um, things have to line up a little bit, but it's looking a lot more realistic than it did a week ago. And he's not the only one. I mean, other guys on the offensive line, Paris Johnson, you know, Dwan Jones, like uh, guys that, you know, maybe would have opted out had they played in a bowl game that wasn't the college football playoff. Now people are going to be practicing. You aren't going to get the opt-outs you would have otherwise. I think you're going to get to see a team that is coming off a loss. I think losses at the right time can be a really good thing for football teams. The loss to Michigan was at the worst time possible um, and they needed help to get in. But now that it looks like that they'll be in, how do they respond to that loss? how much better are they are at correcting certain things. I'm really interested to see this defense. You know, how are they going to respond? Is it going to be like the first 11 games, a much improved unit? 
or are we going to see some of the same errors? I mean, this is honestly would be the best situation to play Georgia in the first round because you're going to get an answer to a lot of the questions that you have about Ryan Day, about Jim Knoll, DJ Stroud. And that's a privilege that, you know, a week ago we didn't think we would have. Amen. And uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I'm not sure whether he's totally out of the picture or not. That'll be an interesting, uh, once again, an interesting storyline to follow. Go ahead. I'm sorry, uh, Spence. No problem at all, Tim. I'm, I've just got one early thought, and I'm already thinking about it. Christopher Smith, Malachi Starks, that Georgia secondary against these wide receivers is going to be must-watch television. It's going to be so fun. Uh, Georgia secondary is the strong point of the of this defense. A lot of people talk about the, in the trenches, Jalen Carter and, and Nolan Smith and those guys up front. The defense, their defense is a secondary-driven defense this year. It starts up, uh, it starts actually in the back with them. Usually it yeah. starts up front, but they're young. They're a little inexperienced this year compared to last year up front. That secondary is the strength. And for Ohio State to be able to go against this Georgia secondary and really find out, okay, you think you're the best secondary we think we're the best receiving core. Let's go at it for 60 minutes. That is going to be absolutely fascinating. Uh, and I I can't wait. Uh, it's it's going to be so fun if that does happen. If not, maybe you see Michigan in that number one spot. Maybe even see TCU in that number one spot if we truly do get chaos. Um, I think Ohio State's locked in on the four spot no matter what. The reshuffling of the order. just maybe If maybe if TCU loses, they move Ohio State up ahead of TCU. And, and you get the game round two, which I don't think we've ever seen, Tim. I think I can speak. Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah, I don't think that, you know, the committee will figure out some way to uh hamina 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 keep that from happening. Don't you don't you agree of having two conference teams play each other in the semifinals? I completely agree. I think that if if Michigan wins and uh TCU loses, I think that Ohio State Georgia will be two versus three and they'll move Michigan up to number one and make it Michigan TCU just for the shit yeah. matchups. So I think you're getting Georgia regardless, Tim. Uh, Georgia and Ohio State in the college football playoff. Potentially, we can't speak on uh, absolutes right now because it is a 12-person committee who has done really stupid things in the past. So we'll see. But right now, it appears Ohio State and Georgia are on a collision course in the college football playoff, and Ohio State didn't even have to make the collision to get there. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to uh, dive into all of that on Sunday. We'll find out Ohio State's bull fade on Sunday early afternoon, maybe even at noon when the college football playoff final four comes out. Uh, Tim May will be in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center with me. So will Andy Backstrom. We'll be there for full coverage for LettermanRow.com. This has been the latest video. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review down below. We would love to have the support of you guys for on the Letterman Row YouTube channel. And come check us out in the Letterman Lounge, the message board. You can get all the premium content from Andy, from Tim, from myself, from Matt Parker as recruiting uh, signing day comes around the corner. $10 until August 31st of 2023. Uh, give the gift of Letterman Row this holiday season. That's a great stocking stuffer deal. That is a really cheap deal, guys. So, again, for Tim, for Andy, I'm Spencer. Thanks for watching this playoff update, I guess we'll call it. Uh, we'll see you guys in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center on Sunday. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.